Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bennett. You're listening to the Daily Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you've been listening for a while, you know that in this series we explore a specific halacha in every episode, and we try to dig underneath, get to the spiritual underlying mechanics and dynamics, the Kabbalah and Machshava elements that are meant to be expressed through the halachic practice that we are engaging in. And the goal of the series is to try to bring halacha to life, to make it that if you're somebody who likes to follow halacha, loves halacha, but maybe you want there to be greater understanding of what it is that you're doing, what it's for, and how to think about it in a fuller Torah type of way. Or similarly, if you're a very spiritual person and you're not somebody who likes halacha, maybe you don't connect to halacha, but you want to actualize the spiritual principles that you've learned in in the world of Kabbalah, you want to actualize uh, the inner experiences that you're having and try to live in a way that is expressing harm, expressing them harmoniously. So this is really what we're trying to do here for both sides uh, and try to show the bridging between these things and how this is really all just one Torah. It's not a fragmented system, but actually one giant picture. If you want more Torah like that, you want to be able to take that to the next level and really encounter Hashem through these things at the highest level that you can, you can head over to yesodblocks.com where we have a lot of the background principles uh, in full form, really going from beginning to end. We have a bunch of different series out at yourselfbox.com right now, and we're adding new content there all the time. New series are coming out in the next few weeks, Bezrat Hashem. And so all that is uh, is up and coming, and you can check that out and join our growing community by subscribing there. And not only do you then get access to all that content and be able to connect to Hashem, actually begin to experience Hashem in a real way, but you also can support what we're doing. So if you're enjoying this content, then definitely consider doing that because it would help us to actually really continue to not only make this series, but also all the other things we're trying to create. So we're continuing with the halachos of Pesuket Zimmer now. That's phase two of the tefillah process in the morning where we're trying to essentially bring ourselves out of the sleep dormancy that we were in. We start our day, we were asleep, and when you're asleep, what happens is your consciousness is basically separated from the world in a certain way, and when you come back into into full consciousness, so now there's a lot of trace uh, uh, remnants or trace um, you could, I guess you can think of it as markings on you as a result of being asleep. And so it's basically we're trying to reorient ourselves towards the complexity of what we are as beings. And what we are is a body that was asleep. We're also a conscious self and a shama that is beyond existence or beyond tangible and measurable reality that we call the, the lower worlds, the, the, the layers of reality that are more physical, more measurable, more empirical. And so now we're merging those two things together again. You're now manifesting as an intangible consciousness, a, a, an immeasurable, utterly unique and immortal self, which is what you are, uh, through the tools that are the body, and then to become this unit where you are both the, that self and the body working in tandem and in harmony. And the tricky part there is that when you first start the day, these things are out of harmony because we're we're very tired. What does that mean we're very tired? Our body is used to being asleep, and at, based on inertia, which is essentially what Das Tovara is, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil creates this dynamic where we have developed inertia inside of our bodies and so our body was asleep it wants to stay asleep and so then when the consciousness comes back to it now there's a conflict where the body wants to be asleep the consciousness wants to begin engaging in reality to actually begin to bring change and and upgrade and uh, evolution to the world and so there are conflicts there and there are many other sub conflicts that that also constantly are operating and so we're trying to just as an example just being if you're if you're hungry so eating in, in a way to power your body so that it can support the the consciousness 
consciousness and act as a chariot for that. So that's something which is great, but the body doesn't want to necessarily eat for that reason. It wants to eat because it likes eating, which is also an inertia dynamic. So following that, that can create more conflicts between the body and the consciousness where you can want certain things in the level of your body, then you eat them and you're satiated and then you feel gross because you're like, why did I eat that? But now the, the I that's saying that is the consciousness, whereas before, 10 minutes before, you're like, I want to eat that. That's a different I. That's the body speaking, because we can actually move our point of identity from our body to our consciousness and back and forth. And so that's what we're doing when we start the day with these processes. We're trying to actually practice uh, expanding our total sense of self to include our body as a tool that serves our consciousness. And that way we can orient ourselves towards reality and, and we can basically... Uh, prepare ourselves for the day. So instead of it being like an on-the-spot decision, like, oh, should I eat that really garbagey food right now or not? Should I eat that that mat, that that sugar that's basically just in a particular format? Because many foods that are in the supermarket today are just sugar in different shapes, sizes, and colors. So instead of deciding that on the spot, we actually orient ourselves deeply and clearly using all of these tools in the Siddur to develop clarity as to who we are and the role of our body and the different aspects of ourself and the world of emotion, the world of intellectual thought, the world of perception, the world of physiology, and how to relate to all of that and properly uh, experience ourselves. And that's what we're trying to do. We start the day, we're very disoriented, and then we have to reorient ourselves. And so phase two of that is Pesuket Zimra, which we've discussed up until now the last few episodes, is the phase of emotional conviction. It's basically where you're now tinkering with your convictions about reality, and you're trying to... to embed and update and install um, um, emotional perspectives, essentially, which will then trickle in, into your emotional space. And that's what we were saying when we say Pesuket Zimra. And Pesuket Zimra, these are paragraphs uh, that have a bracha uh, at the beginning and a bracha at the end. And the bracha at the beginning is designed to connect your experiential perception of Hashem to the words that you're saying, just like all brachos are designed to do that. They're designed to actually uh, upgrade and expand your conscious awareness of Hashem in the context of a particular situation or event or recitation. And so we have the bracha at the beginning of Pesuket Zimra and the bracha at the end of Tzuket Zimra. And that's what we've been dealing with uh, the last couple of episodes, is just how there is this, there's an integrity to the unit of Tzuket Zimra, that you have to have this this entity, just like we mentioned in the previous episode, I think an analogy that's very effective is to think of it as like like when you're writing an essay, there has to be an introduction, there has to, which sets the context, there has to be a body, which is the actual information, and there has to be a conclusion, which then re, re enforces the context in light of the information that was shared in the body. And if you don't have that, if you kind of just end after the body, then then the essay feels incoherent. If there is no introduction, the essay feels incoherent. There's no context for the information. And so we have this process where we have a bracha before, a bracha after, and, and all the information in the middle. And the idea here is that we're trying to essentially create a consciousness, a mental consciousness unit of information that is properly contextualized in its relationship with Hashem, to think to ourselves, all this information about the world, we're reading all these paragraphs in Sukkot Zimra about Hashem creating things, how things how things work, animals, and, and just different things in our lives and in the world, and to, to see all those things in the context of Hashem, which is the first bracha, and then that information itself is the body, and then we, we sign that off with the ending bracha about Hashem, which is, again, all these brachas are what we call shevach, which is about trying to articulate out loud how all these things uh, accurately are expressions of what Hashem is doing in creation. And so that's all very orienting. Again, only phase two of the orienting process of the morning, because we have 
four plus one phases essentially, uh, and so those those phases they're, they they are accumulative, they are escalating, and so this is phase two, uh, designed specifically to relate to the emotional space. So the halacha here that we're looking at is halacha gimel, the third halacha in Siman Nun Gimel, which is section fifty three, and it's a little bit complicated. So we're going to just try to tease it apart and, and just clarify exactly what's going on here. So what what it says is ein levarech. That means a person should not make a bracha on the on the um, putting on of tzitzit if they are between psuket zimra and yishtabach. So let's just explain the case over here. So there's this garment called tzitzit. It's basically the Torah says in Parsha Shlach at the very end of that Parsha that, that if a person is wearing a four-cornered garment, then they're supposed to attach a, a specific number and specific tying of certain strings to that to the corners of that garment. And then that since that's a mitzvah in the Torah, the Torah tells you that if you have a garment like that, you have to attach these strings. So then when you're going to put on that garment, you have to then say a bracha because we say a bracha before we, before we perform any mitzvah that the Torah says to do. So a mitzvah is a practical expression of something the Torah says to do in terms of how to live. And so whenever we do that, we're supposed to, for almost every time when the Torah says something like that, there's also a bracha that's attached to that. And the purpose of the bracha is, again, to create consciousness context for what we're doing, to actually link what we're doing to a instead of just having these mindless actions that don't connect to anything larger, we're just doing them without thinking. So we've had a lot of episodes about that in earlier parts of the series, uh, just in terms of the syntax of a bracha and what it's supposed to do. There's also a full series on yesodablocks.com right now that deals with that. Um, so the idea here is that a person should not, let's say if, let's say you finished all the paragraphs of Pesuket Zimra, and now you got to the last bracha of Yishtabach. So, uh, and, and in general in the morning, if you're, uh, either if you're a married male, or if you, if, if some people even have the custom of wearing this type of garment, uh, even if you're not married, but basically there's, there's a custom to wear this kind of garment, specifically during the morning orientation process of tefillah. And so what happens in a situation where somebody didn't have access to that garment, so they didn't put it on yet? So they didn't put it on yet, so then, uh, um, so they want to put it on now. But the problem is that they have to, not, it's not just about pu- putting it on, they also need to speak and say a, a particular bracha. So the problem is that saying that bracha ends up being a break between the paragraphs of Pesuket Zimmer that you just finished and the ending bracha of Pesuket Zimmer, which is the bracha of Yishtabach. So the halacha here is you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to stop in between those paragraphs. Uh, you're not supposed to stop rather at the end of those paragraphs before Yishtabach uh, to put on uh, this four-corner garment. This garment is called a talit, uh, so you're not supposed to do that because, again, and as the Mishnah here essentially explains, you're not the, since the, the ending bracha of Yishtabach is the sign-off bracha, it's the concluding paragraph of the essay, so there shouldn't be something that interrupts it, even if that something is also related to Hashem, because that something is still a separate topic in a certain way. And the idea of this, this garment, while it's very, very specifically related to Hashem, uh, it's still it's still is something which is a it's a deviation from the process that we're in the middle of. It's kind of like like if you write an essay about politics, let's say American politics, and then uh, you write the whole essay and you get to the very end of the body, and then you suddenly insert a paragraph about Chinese politics that's unrelated to the rest of the essay, and then you end off with a conclusion about the American politics that you wrote. So that would obviously be incoherent; doesn't really fit there, even though it is a similar topic. It all relates to politics, but it's not really fitting in to the larger setting. So you wouldn't do that. That's what the halacha. Here is talking about, and then it goes on to say, there's an exception to that. Uh, first, it tells you it says, so when should you do it? You should you should first finish say the say the ending bracha of 
Ishtabach, and then there is this phase, this little break, very, very brief break between the end of Ishtabach and the beginning of phase three, which is, he calls it here, Yotzer, which basically is the first bracha of phase three. And so uh, it, it, basically the Shulchan Aruch tells you that that's when you should actually put on this four-corner garment and say the bracha because that's an appropriate time in that type of situation. So there's a bunch of things here just to take out of this, uh, and there's a few more details in this halacha that we're kind of skipping over a little bit just because they're they're taking us into into this issue more deeply uh, than we can really go right now. But the the takeaways here are, are a few. So the first one is to recognize, often people look at the halachic system and they start to get very... Um, I don't say bogged down or turned off by it, but there's this feeling of, well, there's a lot of technical details here. Like, um, it's like, well, what should I do? I'm, I'm in the middle of saying these things, so what, what's, but now I want to put on my talit. So like, what's the, what's the, way to do this it's like who even really cares just just there's so many details to remember like which things have more priority and when there's a lot of that kind of like almost um neurotic calculating of this is more important than that no that's more important than this it should be done this way no that way and all of that type of headspace is often just deeply embedded in halacha because when we think about halacha often what we really want is uh, and this is a little bit unfortunate, but because of Das Tovara, because of the Eitz Das, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, so our minds, like we mentioned earlier, have a tendency to want to operate from a place of inertia. In other words, we want to just kind of be able to coast and just be like, okay, just tell me what to do. I'll do that. Then I'll go back to doing the things that I want to do. So I like to, I don't know, scroll through TikTok, or I like to, uh, you know, watch my favorite shows on Netflix, or I like to just think about whatever the particular, my, my, my whoever my, my crush is right now, or, you know, I want, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm very busy thinking about my worries about my taxes or my worries about my job. That's the things I want to think about. That's where I think very actively. Or I think, I think very intensely about my job itself, what, what I'm in the middle of working on, the projects that I'm engaged in. So, I don't really have time to think about, you know, all these details like, well, if you're in the middle of the par- of this paragraph, so then you're going to say this. But if you're going to, but if you're already, f- if you finished Sukkot Zimra, so then you can put on a talit if you didn't do it yet. But if you're right before Yishtabach, then you shouldn't put on the talit. Well, what about a situation where you're the leader of the congregation? Then you should. Like, that's really, the, that's the next part of the halacha here. So there's all these details, all these, like, um, constant weighings and calculating and you know we and sometimes we just want from a das tovara place we just feel like we want to have inertia just tell me what to do keep it very simple and let's not have all these complicated back and forth like what difference is it could it really make a difference whether it's this way or that way and so that's really what i'm essentially trying to construct with this whole series is two things uh, and, and, and this is this is a different way of saying the the overview that i usually give which is that the point of the series is to show you the depth of halacha the 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 the, the two things that I'm trying to convey in general with the series implicitly are the big picture of Hashem's presence and then the, um, the deep meaning of these halachos that then shows you why it's actually just as, um, let's say, mentally significant as when you're thinking about your job or when you're thinking about anything else that you find interesting. Because unfortunately, the way people tend to think about halacha nowadays is halacha is boring and then there's real life. So halacha is fake life and there is real life, which is interesting, whatever it is that you're into. And that's actually kind of a result of this um, this distancing in which we look at halacha and we say, well, what like this is just random details. This is not important, but that's only random details because we're lacking understanding and knowledge of who Hashem is and how reality is structured. And once you know those things, then it's not random anymore. Suddenly, it's actually more significant than the things that you're that you think about on a regular basis. I'll just give an example of that. So, when we talk about 
uh, just the particular halacha that we are in. So we are talking about seeing the world through the lens of Tzuket Zimra and beginning to properly see it clearly for what it is. Okay, so let's say you work in a particular company, you work a, in a, as an accountant or something, and you're constantly working hard on the projects that you're doing, the auditing, all those things. And so you walk through a world constantly that is all the companies that you're auditing and, and analyzing and examining, they are creating things using the materials of the world. That's what companies do. They gather together people with creativity into groups, then they harness that creativity to take th things in the world around us and then try to figure out ways to catalyze them to get access to their benefits and then create value for people's lives. We can all live at higher states of being. That's exactly what companies are, and you're the auditor. So you're walking through a world filled with all these things, trees and grass and plants and air and water and, and minerals, and these are all things that are being used to create. I mean, all of technology is basically based on those materials and these companies especially if you're you know and true for any company if it's an oil company or if it's a if it's a technology company they're just harnessing the things that are around us and so what's happening is if you're very very deeply embedded only in the things that you're thinking about the financial statements the the accounting work that you're doing so you're missing huge parts of the world and what you're you're beginning to develop is a distorted set of perceptions where reality is now very very fragmented and so that that's actually not good for your job. In other words, you're actually not you're going to be less good at your job because you can't see as fully when you're so focused on specific things that you are trained to focus on. The best the best uh, analysts, the best accountants, are the ones who are able to see the details and then also pull back and see the big picture. And that's part of of reorienting ourselves during tefillah, which is trying to not let our minds just get fixated on whatever our tendencies are, but actually see things uh, not in a habituated way, but in a, to constantly challenge our minds to get broader and bigger and and wider at all times. And so that's exactly what this you know this this process of Zimmer is about doing that. And by illustrating that to you and showing you how that's really what we're trying to do with these things, then it actually gives you a perspective like, okay, well these halachos of just, you know, well, interrupting the unit of Pesuket Zimra. You understand that it's a conscious expansion process that's designed to challenge your mind, as opposed to just like a random set of rules that you have to follow, just do this, do this, don't do that, don't do that. And then it shows you how this is actually part of the reality that you live in, and that you're actually, you're actually um, having a, sm like, often people think to themselves, no, like this is the, the the halacha sounds dumb, or it sounds very simplistic, or just very, or not just simplistic. It sounds just too detail oriented and very neurotic. And so I'm much more sophisticated. I I'm part of the real world, but in fact, the halacha is a reflection of the real world in its entirety. And it's it's so far above us that, and, and we don't understand that. We don't see that Hashem is the backdrop to it. We don't see that there's all these deeper, deep, deep layers underneath that are expressive of the wider world that we're traversing. That we just ignore it and then we just look at what it is that we have in front of us in our own lives and so that's the the, the that's one piece the other piece is the Hashem piece which is what we discussed recently in Pesach episodes and, and on my YouTube channel my Pesach videos um, which is that the backdrop to all detail oriented life is the is the context in other words like if you're in a relationship if you're married uh, and and you know your spouse tells you to, to wash the dishes in a certain way or to you know they, they, they like it they like the house taking care of it in a certain way there's all these details that seem very neurotic in a vacuum but when you put them in the context of the obsessive love that you have for each other or that we hope that you have for each other so then suddenly all those neurotic details start to take on significance and they actually are no longer just neurotic they're actually just details that are expressions of love because ultimately the the love that we have for each other has to have some kind of structured 
expression, which is, goes back to the point I made at the very beginning of this episode, that a person who's very spiritual but has no way of actualizing that practically, so they, they, they feel unfulfilled because it's not real. It's like if you can't bring it into the world, then it doesn't really exist. And that's exactly what halacha is. Halacha is the actualization of the deep backstory of reality, which is that Hashem is obsessed with us, we're obsessed with Him, and then of course the question is, well, what does that mean? So much to say about all that, that's really what all the series on Yasoda Blocks are about, and some videos on our YouTube channel, so you can check those out. But the bottom line is that that's really what this halacha is, is a lot of details, a lot of back and forth, uh, how to weigh these things, and in a vacuum, then that can sometimes come across as very neurotic, but when you have the backstory of all of this, both the underlying depth of each individual halacha, and you also have the Hashem picture that these halachas are tied to and contextualized within, then it all starts to become activated and take off, and then it becomes profound in that way. So hopefully that was clarifying that you enjoyed that. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Again, check head over to usoblocks.com, check us out, subscribe, and if you feel like it's going to be good for you, and join us, discover Hashem, discover yourself, and let's all move forward to the higher and higher levels and join us for the next episode.